0: Good afternoon or morning, wherever you're listening to this, this is Gabriel Ramos presenting you SDM Presents Nerding Out. I'm here, I'm the man with the plan with a spray bottle to control these two hosts with me. We have Serge Campos and Nikki, forgot her last
1: name. Maciel, you tried really May hard. It's
2: Maciel. <laughs> Sorry. Why do we always have to do this? You know, Serge didn't know that that's how you pronounce my name, and Dude. we've been friends for six years. I've
1: been pronouncing her name wrong for six years. Hey, I mean, I've, know, know
2: I've known you for two months.
1: Okay. okay so I I say, well, get apparently, that, but gave us their last name. Period. So well, I guess I have that. a leg up on that one.
2: I'll take that because at my high school graduation, they said Maciel, and I almost died. Oh my God! Turn <laughs> of the Maciel. <laughs> And that's that's why I want to burn my high school down.
0: All right. So (laughs) let me get into the focus of this. This is called nerding out. So the basic idea of this is that we, the three of us, are, we, I'd say we're extreme nerds. Yes. That's facts. We're nerds about different things. Of course. Serge, you have music. Yes, sir. Nikki, you have horror movies and psychology things.
1: (laughs) And Gabe has everything else. (laughs) Literally every subculture of nerdy shit he's into. Just a little bit. My little pog champ.
0: My little pog champ. We're a a
2: nerdy force. (laughs) Trying to get some poggy woggies with with the
1: boys, you know?
2: (laughs) Poggy (laughs) woggies? Shit. (laughs) Shit.
0: I'm trying to with some guys.
1: <laughs> this is our start, huh? <laughs> yeah, why
2: not? <laughs> Honestly, we're, in we're, SDM we're, fashion, we're, I'm not surprised. Yeah, this we're, is SDM.
1: We're, we're making Poggy woggies a thing.
2: Hey,
0: <laughs> I've already talked more now than I have in the entire other podcast. That's
1: actually facts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, don't get used to it because that's. That
1: Damn, that's crazy. That's
0: why I said man with a plan with a spray bottle?
1: Yeah, that's factual. Oh, it's actual facts, yeah. <laughs> that's actual factual. So, I don't one- like
2: that you were given the the position of power like that. <laughs> I don't think that that was fair, nor do I think that was a See, smart See, here's,
1: here's my thing, though, is I think that Gabe is the only person who's not going to abuse that power. If it was anybody else, it'd be a shit show.
2: If, if it was, it, was uh, if it was Garrick, I think we'd have problems. Absolutely.
1: And th- by the way, when I was saying that, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Was Garrick? <laughs> he's, he's upstairs he, right now. He
2: would spritz us for no reason. Correct. I'd be like Halloween Michael Myers spritz spritz.
0: Correct. Spritz spritz. In my defense, that's exactly what I told Garrick. I was like, if she brings up Michael Myers for a reason that it does not relate to what we're talking about, I'm spraying her.
1: It it will relate.
2: It some will relate. Some but I'm talking about the unless- times that
0: the times when it
1: doesn't.
2: And I said I would try to control myself, but Thank here's you. the thing: there's a lot that we do need to talk about because there is a new movie coming out. So I think closer to the time that the movie comes out, we should definitely talk about that and do dedication to my guy. Correct? Yeah, yeah.
1: That's 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 that is correct. I'm yeah. okay with. Excuse so, I'm okay with that. This
2: podcast is supposed
0: to focus mainly on the type of nerdy shit. This is more of just like a general nerd thing, you know. We all like horror movies especially, so we're probably going to focus on that a lot more. But just anything else that comes out that seems good, seems interesting, like video games, We will mo- talk about comics, Star Wars.
1: We will talk movies. about Star Wars. We are 100% we, we, going to flesh we will do, out Star Wars. We will do extensive discussions on Star Wars. I, I, This isn't planned. This is just me saying this because I know the three of us. We will talk about Star Wars.
0: Yeah. i actually not a fan of Star Wars. Yeah, he's what? not. No. I didn't grow up watching them. My dad thought they were too nerdy bullshit, so instead he showed me Starship Troopers. He was oh like, Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm trying to
2: figure hey, out if that That's meant not to... better. I don't I, know if that, that means was... our parents failed or if his
1: parents failed. I'm going to go with his parents
2: because
0: hey,
1: all of my friends were in this Star Wars. My, par- yeah.
0: my, like, my parents failed, then they divorced. So...
1: Now also, I'm same.
2: <laughs> like a lot of me and Re- Garrick's relationship is the fact that he teaches me more about Star Wars when I already know an abundance about Star Wars, and somehow he still teaches me more. That's like, fair. That's a lot of. Our
0: so we're, so fair. we're gonna do Gabriel reacts to Star Wars movies.
2: I'm actually Ooh, down with yeah, that. You,
1: because, uh, uh, finger pointing. Okay. Emoji? So well, okay. So the first time you have okay, this is controversial, and I will admit this. Bring but it. the first time that you're supposed that you watch them, you should watch them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Then when you watch them, you should watch them five, six, seven, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine.
2: Yeah, because you want. I think it confuses people when you start right, four, from, five, six, one, two, three. Yeah, I think it confuses people when you start with the original trilogy because yeah. they've seen they've pro- you've probably seen so much other information about all these other characters. I, wait, like,
1: where I've is so and so?
0: I've seen all the movies. Except uh, for the newest Han Solo one. Okay. It's, it's, so that's, that's it would just okay. have to be like a rewatch I have, of everything? I haven't, okay. I haven't seen Han Solo, and I haven't seen the, the final movie.
1: Also, Hot Take nine. Solo wasn't good. I
2: bad. have to say the final movie, as much as I don't think it— Here we go. On fucking screen, <laughs> as much as I don't like the direction that they went, because all in all, I don't give a shit what the change was. She's still a Palpatine, and she shouldn't have had so much power at that time. The whole thing is is I never liked the direction, but it was a damn good movie. Visually, it was just gorgeous. It was great,
1: yeah. It was very plus, well put plus, together. Plus, I think that they ended the Ben Solo thing a little too quickly.
2: Yeah, the only justification I have to that is like it's kind of like you have to pay for your sins, especially in this trilogy, because Vader obviously did. He cleansed himself when he you know took down Palpatine in the original trilogy. And Correct. Then, so Ben Solo has also gone down the road of doing awful fucking things and now correct, he yeah. has to kind of have pay for it
1: huh? <laughs> check, check your phone
0: oh okay i'm scared
1: <laughs> damn i was trying to do that all low-key you're like huh what <laughs> oh,
0: i gotta share password with
1: correct search because yeah. <laughs> my, my, my laptop is being a hoe yes it is um but anyway that is the password for the wi-fi
0: but, yeah, I mean, I'm down to rewatch them. Honestly, the only good thing I remember about Star Wars, I know it sounds sort of like an asshole, but this is, like, my opinion as someone who's not really a fan or is in the culture, mm-hmm. Rogue One was a fucking masterpiece. Oh, I, Wars, I I loved Rogue One. Star Wars I thought aside, it was great. Yeah. I thought it was a great, like, if for me, I'm not a Star Wars fan. If that was a standalone movie, that would be one of, like, I would fucking love it. And, sorry. No, I was going to say, just because it has Star Wars attached to it, yeah. that makes it even better because I know that's what... The community can do
2: exactly and that's what i thought was so amazing about rogue one is that we all know the outcomes of a lot of these movies because of like the trilogy Correct. the trilogy is what happened after yeah, the epi- yeah. uh, aftermath so we know what was going to happen in rogue one we knew the risk we knew the suicide mission all these things but star wars ropes us in every single time we still want to go back we get like a little piece of content and we're like oh my god like Garrick and I started watching The Bad Batch. And
1: how is it?
2: Amazing. Absolutely <sighs> amazing. To, to have something start off from Order 66 and having to flesh out that pain again of seeing that all happen, and especially in like different sectors with def- different Jedi, it's very heartbreaking. And it's also really substantial. I loved it. I think I think for
1: me the the one of my favorite iterations of post order sixty six I can't even call it EU because they canonized it um in in Rebels and in the Mandalorian is that um when Ahsoka became a gray Jedi and she ha- and she had to face Darth Vader at the end of uh what what. Oh, my God. What was it? It's the end of Rebels, it's, right? Is, it's, it's, it's the end of one of the seasons of Rebels. It's, it's
2: the end of Rebels because Garrick and I were just talking about it because I didn't yes. realize she actually had died.
1: Yes. Yeah. she She's very dead, which which actually is more canon for uh, Mandalorian, which means it takes place before Rebels
2: does. So which, Again, that's why I love it because yeah. of the timing and everything. You know Correct. what's going to happen, but here we are. We, we get all these other side stories because there's so much content to it. There's so many characters that we all follow. Correct.
0: I really wish. I, I wish I was more interested in Star Wars. I've tried rewatching them. I've tried all this stuff. It's just not my thing. But after seeing all the different types of media that comes out of Star Wars, it's like it's its its own Marvel universe because yes. you have the shows. You have all the movies. You have the yeah. fucking
1: books. The games, the books. The oh, games, I, like, I oh. genuinely they think— actually, They actually decanonized like, most of the books, just so you know. Yeah,
0: I, It's they, still more content.
1: That's, even
2: that's though they Even though they decanonized it, I genuinely think you would enjoy it, Gibby, because I read the books— the, the books you would were love amazing Rogue Squadron. You would love Rogue Squadron. The books were they they played out so much different. Like with the the solo kids, there were supposed to be three of them and one was supposed to murder like there was twins. You know, there was this whole thing, which is kind of what I thought Ben and Ray were gonna be. I thought yeah. that they were those characters because one of them was the female. She was the one that had turned into a Jedi and she had to defeat him because her brother was corrupted and they were uh two sides of the same coin correct um and that was a great story i like how they changed it in this i just don't enjoy the fact that she was a palpatine
1: there's even some of the eu stuff where um they do like alternate timelines kind of like marvel does where there was one that i really that i thoroughly enjoyed where um leia was the one who became a jedi and not luke where luke became a senator Love and leia idea. became a became a jedi and it was awesome it was like, because it was cool to to kind of flesh out her character about how she would have done things as opposed to Luke, you know, like yeah. when it came to the training and like just the, like the situational awareness and how different they were as Jedi, yeah. which is sick as shit. And she was yeah. more,
2: she was more like Anakin. She Correct. always was. She was more an, an aggressive fighter, and that's one thing that I'll always fight people about is they always say that Luke is directly more like Anakin when it's really Leia. Yes, because as much as Leia's a politician, like her mother was, which mm. they both have enough equal of both of them, correct? Um, because you see Padme's kindness and her and uh, all of her hopes in Luke, but with yeah. Leia, you see Anakin's aggressiveness, correct? His, her feistiness, she doesn't listen to orders, all that type yeah. of thing, and she's very much like her father. And when you see her fight in the like flashback scene when Luke is teaching her, he's mm. like, "Oh shit!"
1: Yeah and and the the funny part too is that people don't realize that that's how they fleshed it out in the in like in the the original trilogy because if you watch uh, 4 5 and 6 the way that she deals with everything from getting captured to escaping to her her interactions with Han Solo he's she's very much like young Anakin very defiant. Deep, very defiant. Very defiant. Very like, I can take care of myself. Thank you very much. Like, very like.
0: Boss bitch mode.
2: Exactly. She, she literally refused to give any of the rebel information up and her planet died because of it. Correct. But that was the whole point is that, are you going to stand up for what you believe in? Or are you going to not do that? And in doing all of that, she, you know, honestly, I've seen Leia go through a lot of pain, but not sit there and wallow in it and that's Correct. what i love about a lot of the star wars women is that they're not sitting there wallowing in their pain they keep moving and Except that's for yaddle, definitely- right <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was a deep cut Shit.
1: <laughs> yeah there's a reason they retconned yaddle <laughs> i don't know what this is
0: yaddle okay. yaddle is
2: basically is the female version of yoda this is where you need to get the spray bottle
0: yeah See, the only Yaddle I know is from Gungans and Daddies. From- that, that's what they're referring to.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. yeah, yeah. Yaddle is female Yoda. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. She's, so. she's she's not great. She was she was awesome for a time, and then she just wasn't.
2: <laughs> so. Did you want to talk about Candyman? Or I do want
1: to, want to talk do? about Candyman. Okay, let's,
2: mm. let's get into this. So uh,
1: today, Gabe sent us the trailer for uh, the for the new Candyman, Candyman. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited.
2: How do we even start this? Because I found so many great things in that trailer. So oh, here,
1: here's how I'm going to start this, is that uh, Jordan Peele wrote the new movie. Yes. And Tony Todd Produced. is coming back. Produced. Yeah. So So basically... Tony Todd is surprising is, is his role as the seminal the seminal villain, I guess you could call him. And I'm so excited at the fact that they're gonna uh, bring back everything that had to do with the original the original few movies and the the actual visuals and the shots look in incredible like like yeah. there, there's a there's one scene in the trailer that got me like oh my god that's gonna be amazing is where he's in an elevator and it's mirrors all, all around him oh yeah oh, oh yeah. my god i was like that's gonna be insanity
2: well like i was telling you guys the one thing that i loved was like the first couple of clips in that trailer is them going into that projects and the police car sitting outside of it i'm like that looks exactly like the first movie yep i was it reading mirrors it perfectly
0: jordan peele made sure like it's basically. This is a continuation. Yeah, years on later.
2: So here's my thing about Jordan Peele. I trust him with fucking any horror movie that he uh, gets his hand on. Hundred percent. And let me explain why. I do not say this lightly because disclaimer. Now, my favorite horror director is John Carpenter. I think he is spray bottle is <laughs> is the goat, <laughs> but I think it that is jo- fitting. It's fitting. I it's think fitting. that Jordan. I think that Jordan Peele is the next John Carpenter, and the reason why wow is that's I was, that's high praise. I was actually watching. I was watching a video, an interview where he was talking about his favorite director, mm-hmm. and it it actually ended up being um, it ended up being John Carpenter. And he was like, oh, you know, I just love the suspense. You know, you've got Michael Myers, who's a man, and he does this. And then you see a lot of that, like that suspenseful, which is something that I miss in horror, that suspensefulness, that like something about normal life that is scary. Yes. And I saw that in Us. I saw that a lot in Us. And I was was genuinely- The
1: the best horror films are relatable.
2: Yeah, that's what- That's what makes
1: them terrifying. Yeah. That's why, like, like when I saw, I know this is a kind of a, like, it's it's a mixed, like, mixed review movie, but I loved the Strangers because it Agreed. was Ooh. terrifying when I first saw it. Because I mean, granted, I saw it when I was way too young. I was like, I was like eleven years old. Oh yeah, but yeah, we were holy very young when that came out. shit, dude! Th- like the first time I saw that movie, I was like, oh, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. And just it's, the
2: tagline because you were home.
1: Yes,
0: it's so terrifying because it could happen. Correct. Yeah, home it movie, was just, yeah. There was no prelude. There was no like, oh, they fucked up. They fucked yeah. with the wrong person. It was just, oh, you were home. Yeah, and, and we're yes. gonna kill you.
1: Like, like, like going along with the John Carpenter theme. Like, I do a hundred percent believe in my heart that Halloween is the perfect slasher film. Agreed. It's, it's because think about it. It was the first one that people were like, oh shit, this could actually happen to you. And every single slasher after that was modeled after Halloween.
2: Exactly. And like the The original title that Deborah Hill, the producer, came up with was the babysitter movie, correct? The, murders, the because babysitter murders, yeah. They genuinely wanted to have something that was so scary because it was a situation that they all went through. Because Deborah mm-hmm. Hill was a babysitter, that's what she used correct. to do. So she yeah. based it off of what. She, um, her experiences and that's what I love and like the strangers mm-hmm. you see that camera work from Halloween oh,
1: it's, fantastic. The dude,
2: it's not even like him moving. It's just her slowly moving back and forth. Just mm-hmm. nervous He's not even moving. Yeah, and that's like the same camera trick that they use in Halloween Exactly, and
1: it's the same one that they've used at, like there, there was a movie that came out um, a few years ago that I watched with my girlfriend Miranda called disturbia and Hi, um, hi. she's here. He's at the table <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, it's called Disturbia, and I didn't okay. realize there were so many John Carpenter-esque shots in that film. So, uh, this is a spoiler alert, but towards the end of the film, uh, Shia LaBeouf breaks into the antagonist home looking for his mother that he, that he basically abducted. And because uh, Shiloh Buff was on house arrest, he has an ankle bracelet that goes off and everybody leaves his house. So it goes off and the cops show up and they, they, they go, oh, he's in this house. So they go into the house and there's a specific scene where there's a cop walking down a hall with a gun drawn. And uh, the actor that plays the the antagonist, I don't remember his name, but it's a shot of him right behind a corner, and it's like he's not moving, but the cop is walking towards him with his gun drawn, and he's just standing in the corner waiting for him to come. And that's like one of the one of the best shots that I've ever seen in that film, and also one of my favorite shots that's used in horror movies. Period, because that the growing suspense of not the antagonist moving, but like, the protagonist or other characters Not moving, moving towards the antagonist. is like, holy shit, you don't know what you're walking into right now.
2: Yeah, and you know what's crazy? I actually, I, in my research of digging into Carpenter, I wanted to see what the earlier work was because I know that, you know, he did Assault on Precinct 13 yeah, all these yeah, other yeah. movies, but he's actually worked on movie, like, two movies um, that he created himself that are, there was one, and, I god, I can't even remember the name, I'll look it up, and It mirrors Halloween. That camera work. Yeah. It's something like she gets attacked. She's Mm -hmm. being stalked. It's kind of like a rear window type situation. Mm. But like if you you remember in the original Halloween when he bounces up behind the couch and he stabs her in the arm. Yes. So there's a similar scene where some guy pops up behind this chick Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh yeah like you're taking it back and then there's a scene where and it's kind of like it's kind of green lit like kind of that blue green like 1970s look that halloween had Mm -hmm. um and you go into the kitchen and it's just that slow like mirrored walk yes it's incredible and it's incredible to see when people can use that now in horror films and execute it nicely and and,
0: so so good I was just going to say I love that like pop up thing in any horror yeah. movie cuz all it'll get me every single time my f- my favorite horror movie scream Oh, it again. gets me Great every movie. fucking time. Great movie. Every time it's like, oh, the final guy's dead. And then it's like, he always comes
1: back for a final scare. Dude, the, the end of the Friday the 13th movie, the first one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. When he comes out of the lake, I was like, oh, oh my God. I was freaking, I was bro, losing my shit, dude. In the remake? Yes. That scared the shit out of me when dude. he pops up. And even like the same thing, like uh, in Halloween, where Michael's in the closet, they won't go they open the door and he's just in the door. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. No, and then he- That's so, so, like, to this day, one of the scariest shots in any film ever ever made my
2: my two favorite michael pops are the one from the first one and one from the second one the first one which is my overall favorite kill besides the uh telephone cord that's a good one um is annie's kill in the car because she literally she she, it's locked it's locked she comes back gets the keys comes back out Gets in the car and then it takes her like three seconds to notice that it was unlocked, A, and that B, it's fogged up in the car and you only have three seconds to realize this. And most people, I remember being a kid and not realizing that because you're a kid and you can't deduce those things. Correct. And he just fucking pops up and like, till this day, I'll watch Halloween and it still scares the shit out of me. Yeah, you know it's coming. You're like, you still got me, son of a bitch. And then then you've got Halloween 2, at the beginning in the opening when he's trailing through the houses trying not to get caught by mm-hmm. dr loomis and the cops yeah and he kills the one girl that's next to the neighbors that he gets the knife from yeah he just like he opens the door you see him slide through the door go to the side and then she like goes to the living room and you think oh no he's not gonna get her in the living room like that it's just, the door is wide open no yeah, yeah yeah this motherfucker just pops up and the score to that because carpenter did do the score for h2 correct yeah Still so menacing, and Dick Warlock's mask in that one, where you could see his eyes at that moment. That's the only time I've ever approved of them showing his eyes because it was so terrifying. Like
1: uh, another one of my favorite favorite shots in that series is in H thirty when the the continuous shot, the, the like the two minute continuous shot.
2: Oh yes. Fantastic yes. shot. But yeah. And like
1: that's like th- that. The one thing, like I know we're talking about Carpenter here, but like the one thing about Jordan Peele that I do agree with you with is that he is a master of camera angles.
2: Oh my He's God. Yeah. so
1: good at it. Like the first time I ever watched us, oh my God. I was blown away. Like the first time I ever saw the scene where um, I forgot their names, where they were in the, the neighbor's glass house. Oh, and they're
2: in the white family. Yeah, the oh, white family. Yeah, the yeah. white
1: family. The house, like the way that it, from the outside, they shot it looking in because the whole wall is glass and you can see what's happening through the windows. My, f- my That's favorite a, dude. One Very of my like favorite shots. You, yes. see, you
0: see it go from the twins getting murdered up top. Mm-hmm. Then it just slowly, you see them walk down. Yes. You see the, the, you p- see the camera, camera hus- pan. Oh. The husband comes out. The husband, the the evil twin comes out, kills the husband. The wife's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. She gets stabbed and then it just pans over to her face. Like call the police. Playing fuck the police. And yeah. correct me Dude. if I'm
2: wrong. There's little... And this is one trick that I love in horror movies because I, I got to say, the only one person that actually executed something right in Halloween is <laughs> Zombie did this in the second remake of Halloween where mm-hmm. he murders the second Annie character who was actually uh, Danielle Harris, the little girl who plays in 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. um, And she had survived the first movie, which is not the original script. Correct. And... When he kills her the second time, because it's kind of traumatic, because her face is already fucked up from getting uh, one encounter with Michael, and then he comes back to kill her the next year. Yeah. Well, there's no sound when he's murdering her. Yeah. Like no sound, and like when you compare it to when she was first attacked in the first movie, it's like, oh shit, that's a little traumatizing. Yeah. And in us, I don't think there was much like until you get to the part where the wife stab, and then she has to call. She tries to call the police. It's quiet. It's quiet. Yeah. I love that. Love right.
0: that. I got question. Sure. Yeah. Favorite
1: kill any horror movie. Ooh. Oh, don't do that to me, dude. Do you want Ooh. me do
0: you want me to start what you guys think? Please, please. Go A- ahead. Autopsy of Jane Doe.
1: Oh, oh, wow. That's shit. a deep cut. I didn't expect you to pull that out of the
0: air. That is one of the Netflix horror movies, like Netflix B list horror movies that I'll always go back to. I think Dude, it's a that movie piece.
1: creeped the shit out me the first I, time I saw it. When I they, fucking they opened her up it. and saw the, all the, the demonology was Like, what in the hell it's like is going on? on the inside of her skin. Correct. Yeah.
0: But so, my favorite kill is the final kill. I'm just gonna spoil the movie because the movie's been out since like 2004. By the way, this
1: this entire podcast, there should be a spoiler alert for this entire series from episode one till the end of time. There should be spoilers (laughs) for every movie we talk about.
2: I don't want want any of you coming for me because I don't care. Correct. I hope you know I don't care. Correct. I spoil everything for my boyfriend. A because he forgets later, and then he's sitting there watching it, and he's like, "Oh shit, this happened." I was like,
1: "I, I told you, that, like two I told ago, you that two
2: weeks ago." I told you that two weeks ago. No, he literally. I want. I try explaining Game of Thrones to him, and he was like, "Just tell me, because I'm not gonna remember." How many times have I
1: done that with him? And he's like, "Oh, I, I watched the movie. I remember that so and so." I'm like, "Dude, I opened with that. I was the first thing I told you about this movie." <laughs> what do you mean you forgot? Like, the, like, like, what movie was it? He was watching a movie. He's like, "Oh, I didn't know so and so died." I'm like, "Dude, I." I told you they died. The f- that was the first sentence I ever told you about that movie.
2: <laughs> Actually, so hold on. I promise I won't sidetrack. But this happened. <laughs> this, this happened this morning, and I have to bring it up because it's nerdy related. So I finally took a nap because we got up early because he drops me off in the morning right. um, when he goes to work. So I go back to my bed. I fall asleep, and I was out, knocked out, snoring. I get a call. I don't. I don't look at the phone just because I don't know who it is. Like obviously, if they're calling, it's an emergency. So I just answer. And so it's Garrick, and yeah, he that, goes. That, that
1: is where we differ extremely i'm like if it's important I leave a voicemail
2: <laughs> he goes because i have it on do not disturb and only my family and him can call through so yeah. <laughs> that's why i knew it was somebody that that's was fair. important that's right um so he goes juggernaut and professor x are siblings
1: oh my god
2: <laughs> and i just had a moment because I, I was like hello and he was like juggernaut and professor x, i was like uh I was like, yeah, honey, that's why he has the thing on his head because he doesn't want his brother to. Uh, control his mind He goes that, I thought
1: that it was
2: w- He goes bro. I thought it was just For smashing things I go no honey That's how he gets sent to prison Because every time He gets that helmet off Professor X Can mind control him And put his ass back in prison <laughs> 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 it, But it's the cutest thing Because it was the most Genuine question Yeah Because I teach him About all these Marvel stuff Because that's the funny Dynamic in our relationship Is right. you would think It was the guy We walk into comic book stores And they look at us like Oh he's dragging his girlfriend there. No my girlfriend's dragging me yeah, there Yeah So like like, he educates me on more Star Wars stuff. I yeah. educate him on that, but that was the most fucking genuine question I That's think he's hilarious. ever asked
1: me. Yeah, but like, but the funny part is too, is that when the first time I was ever watching, like I was watching Us, I remember one of my favorite shots being... The contrast between the asylum and the above ground world, where it showed like the two, um, the two main characters. Um, oh yeah, uh, I forgot the actor's name. Lupita Nyong'o. Thank yes. you very much. Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o. Her characters when she was doing the ballet in the asylum hallway, as opposed to the actual studio, I was like, "Oh, this is this when is fantastic." She was,
0: when she was going between when they were shooting the shots between the ballet and then the fight. Yeah, it was
1: beautiful. Beautiful.
0: And yeah. you
2: know what I have to say. It's not, and that's what I love about Jordan Peele too. It's it's exactly Carpenter's formula. You don't want too much. You never want too much. And another thing I appreciate about Jordan Peele is that he's not overly gory. Exactly, all of
1: his horror is psychological. And yeah.
2: when you see the underground, it's real simple. Very simple. Very simple. And Very that that might be yeah. ob that might be obvious, but more, I feel like other directors would go like more whimsical or more like yeah. more like treacherous. Uh, uh, yeah. Tre- uh, tre- ugh. Treacherous. Can, treacherous. Thank yeah. you. You, you <laughs> tried. I, I can, work. <laughs> <laughs> it's I can work. It's work. Um but no, he made that very simple, very subtle and that's what I like is he he still follows that formula and that's what he said in the interview. Yeah. I I really like to incorporate that. And like I would honestly say it's
1: not the opening fun house like one of the most terrifying scenes in modern cinema. Yeah. The opening fun yeah. scene c- because oh, yeah. because you don't know what to expect, it's all just suspense. Dude, seeing the little girl's face, yes,
2: like she actually looked fucking terrifying and you know what that also plays on? We are a generation who grew up with clowns.
1: Correct. We are, we
2: are a generation yes. that was traumatized by clowns. Either in, in circus movies.
0: or in our families. Correct.
2: <laughs> Sometimes we were the clowns, but you know what? We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> Um, no, because, you know, I grew up watching Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the original It series, the original It movies. Shout and out then to the, the Brothers.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I met them. They're very nice guys. Really? Yeah, oh, they're cool. very nice guys. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Shit. All right. So, autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're talking about. <laughs> <kills.
2: laughs> I'm just bad. letting everyone know this is, where this, this is how this goes. This is what you're going to have to deal with. This is do why you, I, do I do make the count?
0: Yes. Okay. So, okay. So, my favorite. Is at the very end of Autopsy of Jane Doe. Like I said, spoilers, whatever. The very end when he thinks, oh, I banished the demon. I burned the sack. Mm-hmm. Sounds weird, but whatever. No, he no, burns I,
1: I, I. If you've seen the movie, you understand what that means. He burns yeah. the sack.
0: He's like, oh, the storm has stopped. Everything's good. He starts going up. He's trying to get out of the morgue. He's about to go out of the cellar. When as soon as he starts opening the door, the music starts playing again. The music on the radio, remember? Yep. The music on the radio. He's like, what the fuck is that? Open cellar door. Ghost is in front of him. Yes. He's so terrified thinking, this ghost killed my fiance. Yeah. Killed my dad. I thought I finished it. He backs up terrified away, falls off the staircase, impales himself. Yeah. And you just, the next shot is the police coming through the cellar door like, I guess they killed him. I I guess he killed himself after killing his fiance and his mom. Yep. And guess what? The fucking autopsy Jane Doe Back together, nothing has changed. Nothing else in the fucking morgue is different.
1: It's it's terrifying. Th- th- those dark endings are always like, because like personally, I know this movie gets a lot of shit, and people f- like hated this movie. But I loved the Lazarus Project. I thought it was a great film.
0: I never finished it. It's <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: It's it's one film that I love because it's not scary, but the concept of it is fantastic and there's like there's two shots in that film that i love the first one being the opening scene with the pig where the pig is freaking out because they like they revived it Mm. and it starts flipping its shit and i was like oh my god that's amazing and the second scene to this day every time i see it, i get anxiety is in the morgue when all the drawers open did you get that far in the movie no so there's basically there's one part in the film, where after um, Olivia, um, the character's name was Olivia Rodrigo. No, <laughs> no. Uh, oh my God! I fucking what love is her that name? entire
2: album. I'm just saying that now.
1: Yeah. Um, they're, like we're basically, where Olivia Wilde's character has already killed the entire team except for her fiance, mm-hmm. and he's running from her to try to get to the machine to try to shut shut it off and and uh, uh, basically fix her essentially. But what happens is is that he ends up in the morgue and she slams the door. So basically, she's like the way that this movie goes is that basically after people die, you inject their brains with this like f- this. Uh, this fluid that reacts to electricity and you can revive dead brain cells to, break, to reanimate the dead, essentially. Yeah. But they come back more aggressive with, like, different things. Like, they revived the dog and they became super aggressive. They because revived, that totally worked before. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, uh, she comes back with, like, a really dark telekinetic energy that's, like, not... It's not demonic, but it's, it's malevolent in nature. And so, um, mm. basically, it she she walks into or he 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 runs into the morgue and she slams the door and shuts off all the lights except for the red emergency lights because she kills the power and so basically it's a red strobe flashing <sighs> and you hear like a bunch of clattering and then you you the, the lights come back on and all the morgue doors the 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 cooler doors are open all the bodies are like out and then they all just sit up at once. I was like, oh, no, no! Because that's, like, one of my biggest fears in life is, is like, I'm not kidding. The, one of the first time I ever saw that scene, I had a nightmare, like, about that, and I was terrified. I almost pissed myself.
2: There's a scene similar to that in Freddy versus Jason when they're going to that clinic to yes. go, get, oh, the, yeah. to go yes. get the hypnosil, and the one yes. kid has already been, like, infiltrated by freddie because he's trying to control him to go after jason and they literally these kids that are so drugged up on this on this hypno cell they literally just sit up yep. turn over and they're like he's gonna kill you and they've got yeah. like fucking cotton ipads on their- that, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, that yeah just
0: reminds me of the fucking doctor who like are you my mother <laughs> <laughs> no, are you my mummy all right, bro, how fucking terrifying
1: was that like, episode? No, yeah. I'm not
0: your fucking mommy. I rewatched Doctor Who recently, and I was like, I rewatched that episode, and I was like, son of a bitch, this is yeah. scary.
1: But no, like 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 people hated the, the Lazarus Effect or Lazarus Project or no Lazarus Effect. Lazarus, yeah. Effect. Lazarus Effect. Lazarus Effect. People hated that movie, but I thought that was a fantastic movie because at the very end of the film. Uh, after the whole team has been killed, you can see um, Olivia Wilde dragging their bodies to the machine and putting that same shit in them. And then the last shot is basically her putting the needle in her in her fiance's head, and then bringing him back to life. And he just he wakes up like that. And then we just cuts to title cards. And I was like, shit. "Yes, this, I thought it was great."
0: That was the movie with Evan Peters,
1: right? Uh, Lazarus Effect. Because I know Donald he was... Glover, Olivia Wilde, um... Donald Glover was in it. Yeah, yeah, he played Nico oh shit. Mark, mark duplass evan peters yeah, yeah. yeah. ray wise yeah
0: because i remember evan peters was on the because netflix has their own like cover system whenever they do a movie yeah. he was the one on the cover for the longest time
2: so i would have to say
0: halloween one or two no
2: i, and I plus plus, I, I, plus I, I, it, also,
1: it was it was kind of cheesy sorry it was kind of cheesy because the whole thing takes place in like a bunker like yeah 800 feet below ground, so there's like it's all just concrete and steel. And the one elevator that works is like they cut the power to it, so they're trapped down there. You know, that's a claustrophobic feeling. That's always bothered me. Hold on, that's right. Okay,
2: so here's my thing with that. That's always bothered me. Tell me why, in every fucking underground horror based horror movie, like underground, like we're leading, we have this entire system that's underground a hive why, if you will a hive thank you <laughs> like i'm talking captain in the woods this movie that other yeah. movie why the fuck is there only one way up and only one way down yeah that's i'd fa- like that's to know fax. i mean i can understand with the situation in resident evil with the hive if you have only one or two one entrance one main entrance and then one emergency entrance when you know you're fucking around with like um chemical weaponry and everything like that that's practical, yeah. But when you're experimenting down there and you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Don't you think maybe you should create like a yeah. several systems to get the fuck out of there? Because that's a lot of problems. That's I like mean,
1: a problem in a lot of those movies. I think the only thing was is that especially like the Lazarus effect was that it was supposed to be like a like a base, the basement of a medical building, yeah, where they did like like experiments that no one was really supposed to know about, which is kind of why there was one way up and one way down. You had to have, like, special access to get down there because it wasn't, like, legal for them to be doing things because, technically speaking, it's sort of illegal to reanimate the dead in some parts of America.
0: Like, that makes sense for that movie. Like, I know for Autopsy of Jane Doe, the reason they're underground and there's only like the cellar to go out of the place because it's a morgue, it's a mortuary. Yeah, yeah. They need to but be underground. But even then,
1: a lot of mortuaries are above ground. But there's or at least a level. But below. But it's a lot
0: easier to be underground or at least a level below to keep everything cool. That's true. Because yeah. if you're above ground, it's going to get hot really quick. And you're going to spend a shit yeah, ton on AC. That that makes yeah, sense. That's
2: true. Yeah, true. But um, so. But but My, but
1: Nikki does have a point. It's kind of she does. It's, it's kind of like okay, listen, guys, if, if, if have have some kind of have a contingency plan at least Are, at the bare minimum, have some kind of a contingency look, if plan. If we have to
2: go underground one day because we fucked up the earth enough, and that's our only choice, I'm gonna just oh, it's say, gonna happen. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just say there better be twenty fucking exits for me yeah, to get right? the fuck out of there
1: I will say none of, none, of, none of this none of this fallout shit. God. Either
2: either that or someone just drill me for uh, drill me a hole to the core because I'm ending it there.
1: <laughs> just for, I don't want to live here anymore more just jump into the hole into the molten core of the earth
0: for a cabin in the woods it does make sense
2: no that because i'm sorry i was just making an example shit. that
0: yeah. was that
2: was an example of some place yeah. underground but shout, i shout completely to, agree shout
1: out to evil dead right hey <laughs> the video game did i show you evil dead video game yeah yeah
0: oh dude i'm, I'm so excited. excited so evil dead another tangent <laughs> shit. evil dead announced that they're creating a video game that's sort of like friday the 13th what they did with Freddy. Uh, Not Freddy, Jason. And it's going to be like you fighting hordes of monsters and demons and shit. And they have finishers. They have all
2: the original voice actors. Do I got the boomstick? You got the boomstick. I got the boomstick. This
1: is my (laughs) boomstick. One of my favorite lines ever.
2: Dude, Army of the Dead is probably one of my favorite movies. I need to rewatch it. Um, Uh, It's so good. Okay, so I don't want to say anything from Halloween HD. And it's funny, people always ask me this, what my favorite Halloween kill is, and it actually comes from H2, but I don't want to talk about that.
1: I, I was going to say, I, I know for a fact it's from H2, because H2 had the best kills in the series. <laughs> yeah, Um.
2: here's the thing. <laughs> Except
1: for in H30, because it doesn't even happen on screen, but when it just like rips the dude's jaw apart.
2: H- it's like, Agreed. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> H1, as great as it was. The, gores weren't, the, like, the gore was not there, and that's why Carpenter said, Partially, that's what kind of a bit scarier. Up. Yeah. Was, no, and I completely agree with that. Uh, but as the times change and me being a horror addict, yeah. I, I want to see more. Yeah. Um, H2 upped it because Carpenter was like, look, we're changing in times. We need to up this. Correct. And I enjoyed that. But I, I actually want to talk about a movie that I don't think many people know. And it's called Madman. And it, and I always call it Madman Mars. It's actually the one movie that freaks out my dad. He showed it to me when I was a No kid. shit. And it has this, I even got the vinyl for it when um, I'd seen it when we went to Santa Cruz on our uh, trip, uh, Mean Surge, we went with our- That's six, what you bought. And no, I sent the picture to my dad because I oh, felt like it was too oh, overpriced oh, 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 oh. and my dad ended up finding it cheaper. So he ordered it No shit. because there's actually a really freaky campfire song that starts at the beginning and shit. If I could play that for you guys, I would, but- it's so creepy because it tells the story of this mad farmer who fucking murders his entire family, goes to the town bar and, like, sticks his bloody axe in, like, a oh, fucking... Oh, I've
1: seen this movie. Okay, so
2: it's really campy. Or, or, or,
1: or, I've, I've seen stills of this movie. Yeah, yeah, so
2: the music is very John Carpenter f- fucking
1: just... Yeah, because I've seen this poster. Exactly. Yes. So
2: very terrifying music, and I... My aunt's house. When we used to, when I used to live with my aunt, um, when you looked out the window, there were these big old trees that used to freak me out as a kid because of that movie. Because. The cover of the fucking VHS tape had him in the trees. And then after watching that movie, after you hear the tale of it, it's freaky because yeah. you're not supposed to say his name above a whisper in the woods or else he's going to come for you. And some fucking kid starts yelling his goddamn name like the idiot it is. Of course. Speaking of and Candyman. <laughs> So And it comes full circle. He starts, And this idiot kid is the same kid that ends up going to this mad farmer's house where he killed his family. That's course, what kills yeah. me the most. But he starts hunting down all of the camp counselors, of course. Yeah. Um, But you hear this. Carpenter fucking like music in the t- entire time. Just the, the entire slow time. build, yeah. But he ends up, and I have to, I believe he ends up slamming her face into it. He ends up slamming one of the counselor's face into the hood of a car. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then he hangs, it's, uh, it has to be like two kills in this movie that I love because it's so underrated. But the second one would have to be where he hangs this dude up from a tree. And it's so like classic and so simple. But Is the that the time, one
1: where he's just like, and just yanks the rope and just yeah, snaps so his neck? so that's
2: what I love about it because- It's so, like, you're holding your breath because it kind of goes quiet for a second. And then he's, like, struggling and struggling. And then he finally just...
1: Yeah, because he, he, he throws the rope over a tree, right? Yeah, And it's like he's trying to get it off and he just he's, ganks and so,
2: just snaps his neck. So he, I've he, seen that kill, yeah, yeah, yeah. He puts it yeah. around his neck because he kills him and then no, I don't know if he fully kills him or he just stabs him in the face yeah. or something, but he puts it he, around he, his neck. He, he, he like
1: incapacitates him. Exactly,
2: yeah. and he starts dragging him and you yes. see his feet. And that's, what's so, that's what I also love about the beginning of the movie because it kind of foreshadows everything that's going to happen because yep. it kind of shows like a little clip and it sees all you see is this dude's Boots just being dragged, and you're like, Yeah, and then you see what happens, and you're like, He gets fucking just hoisted up on that thing, and you're like, Holy shit! Yeah, so definitely one of my favorite underrated movies and kills.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's no secret that my two favorite franchises are Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Saw,
2: Obi Hopper.
1: Yes, I am, I am, uh, I am a gore whore, but in moderation because i think overly gory shit doesn't do it for me like i think
2: you're just a horror general
1: yeah well <laughs> um but who isn't that's, in this that's, house that's beside the point there's some in uh, house but anyway um there's a there's a scene in one of the tcm remakes i don't remember which one it was
2: is it the one with trey songs
1: i have no idea i
2: genuinely actually kind of like that one
1: there's one like i'm not a fan of the remakes because i think that they butchered Leatherface's origin story so many times it just drives me insane. But they made him look so good. He looked amazing. But and they butchered it. They butchered him. Yeah, The I, visuals God. were the best part about the new ones. I Correct. feel like they me- were
0: shot amazing.
1: Because like for me, I have to have a good story with my horror films. Like yes. the like the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre to immaculate. me, immaculate, amazing. Because not only do they get the story perfect of like this this family that just kind of exists. And at the end of the film, like, there was no farmhouse. There was nothing in it. I was like, I was like, what? And I was like, and like, the last scene of that film where Leatherface is swinging his chainsaw around, and she's just in the back of, of the truck, covered in her friend's blood, just crying. That's like a like, trauma. Laugh, crying. She's crying. Like, she's catatonic, and it's traumatizing to say the least. But one of my favorite kills is. In they're running from Leatherface. They're they're in his his. I call it the Chop Shop. But it's, it, it, they're in, they're in his butcher room. It's the yeah.
2: Chop Shop. Yeah.
1: And so there's a specific scene where one of the characters hides in a wooden coffin. Oh my god! Opening, I forgot about that. Hoping that that and then like you just hear him walking, and then you hear him stop, and then you hear the chainsaw, and he just sticks it to the front of the coffin and just cuts that person in half. Ooh. Because because like 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 you see him walk past the coffin. He stops, and then you just hear the chainsaw, and he and you just see him shove it through the front of the coffin and just annihilates this guy, and it's like one of the probably one of the scary like because because it's so like. Oh, they're good. Like it's kind of like a oh shit. Okay, they're gonna make it out of this part because like after, you've seen after seeing so many horror films, you kind of like you understand the cadence of a horror film. where like, okay, close. It's a it's a kill, kill, close call, close call, kill, close call, close call, yeah. final kill.
2: There's a the formula. Correct.
1: And so you're like, okay, this is a close call. They're gonna make it out. Then he's gonna die later in the movie. Nope, he dies right there and just gets obliterated by Leatherface's chainsaw. And then. Like he just picks up his torso and puts it on a meat hook and then she looks at the, the like from under the table and just sees like his entrails hanging from his body.
2: See, that's what I love about horror movies. Yeah. Is uh, it's so hard to shock us. And I think that's just because we're so desensitized Correct. from watching them and we watch Correct. it all the time. Yeah. But when it can shake me like that and I'm like, Oh it's like an invincible moment when you're like, Oh fuck. We yeah. just do that. And Dude, you,
0: you guys don't play horror video games, right? I, I do. do. Absolutely. Have you played The Evil Within?
1: yes I've watched other oh people play god. it oh my god I couldn't finish it I literally couldn't finish it I I, I, I would I would get so yeah. stressed out and so anxious during that game I'm like I have to stop like I, I'm dri- I'm driving myself insane I couldn't
2: um, even play Dying Light alone when Garrick, <laughs> Garrick bought it for me to play with him Di- and
1: Dying Light's a lot of fun
2: I, I literally was doing like the solo mission to start and I was like babe I, I can't I can do this I can do I, Dying Light I can't Light. do this something's gonna kill me
1: for, for me I think the biggest thing is not being able to properly defend yourself because in the Evil within, you're underpowered the entire game. Oh
0: yeah, you don't get any the the only time you're overpowered in Evil Within is when you play the second game.
1: Correct, yeah. And, <laughs> the and, first and game the, you and, suck, and that's why like to me like for me personally one of the most per, like one of the most perfect but one of like the like one of the best horror games I've ever played is the first Outlast. Because that game is genuinely terrifying. Because you have no weapons at it's, all. Outlast
0: is literally Blair Witch Project.
1: Yes, it's fucking terror. It's like, so I'm, good I'm, I'm I know this is a, such an overdone and like hokey thing, but like found footage horror films, if they're done right, is the scariest shit on the planet.
2: Okay, so, so I agree. Did, did
1: you ever see The Bay? Yes. That movie to this day terrifies me. So
2: I agree, but Cloverfield, I cannot.
1: No, Clover. Okay, but I'm talking about like aliens. is... I can't do aliens. Yeah, I can't do like, that. That was it, it. Has to be for me like some plausible shit, like a virus or like Witchcraft. an outbreak. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Like like the bay, for example. The bay was like there was a parasite that came out of the ocean and started latching on to people and making them sick and turning them into like basically zombies. Yeah. But they were like, they but they looked like 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 there there was this one scene particularly where like this guy. These people are panicking and running away from this horde of like people that are getting infected, and there's one guy on the ground with a parasite on his face, and we can see one of his eyes. He looks dead, and he's looking straight up, all of a sudden, one of his eyes looks at the camera, and the guy freaks out and bolts, and that is like, dude, that scene is ridiculous.
2: See, that's why I wish somebody really good. Like, I feel like-
1: Did you ever I- see the first Wreck?
2: I don't know. Oh, dude! I, f- I feel Rec. like
1: um, it's it's a Spanish horror film where it's kind of like it's 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 what quarantine was based off of.
2: Oh, um, I feel like if somebody took over Blair Witch Project, and I think Blumhouse would be perfect to do it. But yes. I feel like Danny Green. I
1: don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm nervous about Blumhouse taking over they, things they, because they put Blumhouse out a lot Halloween. of shitty
0: movies during quarantine, let's be honest. They did. Really? Like, all I the can't. Amazon Prime ones were so bad.
1: But also, well, okay, like, so Unfriended, Happy that. Death Day. I have I to take that happy back. Happy Death and, Day was good. It, it, was it was okay. It was
0: entertaining. It wasn't a horror movie. It was
1: entertaining, it wasn't Well, a
2: okay. So I liked what they did with the newest Halloween. I have my grievances about it. Me and my, my dad actually finally mm-hmm. watched it because yeah. him and I analyzed the shit out of this. He did not like it because he's more of a traditional. Than I am, but that makes sense. I like. It seems like it's been in the best hands, and it could have been in the in the years that it's been trampled around between studios because <laughs> it's it's been butchered. I'm yeah, not, we're, we're, I'm we're not. We're not, not going to talk about Season of the Witch. We're not. <laughs> gonna, how fucking dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I told you we weren't fucking doing this on this goddamn podcast. You don't speak that name around me.
1: Which Continue. let
2: me let me just clarify.
1: Bro, Season I was the-, the first the first time I saw it I was like is this a goosebumps movie? Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand well no here's no. my, thing. Did, here's did, my Ar- thing did Arl Stein write this no but
2: here's the thing dun, dun, I actually dun, 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 dun. I actually really like that season of the witch if it was not called Halloween 3 correct was actually a good movie correct the yeah. concept of fucking killing a whole bunch of kids on Halloween by selling these awful masks and yeah. you're just like I would have bought one of those fucking masks his <laughs> face Miranda's <laughs> like what I what been, are you talking I, about I would have been dead in front of my TV because I would have <laughs> loved one of those goddamn <laughs> masks you know what's funny but, yeah.
0: this was Goosebumps book, <laughs>
2: it literally
1: was, yeah, yeah. It was uh the something, it was the mask of something, yeah. Okay, so, it was, uh, so the, the haunted mask, the haunted mask, the haunted Wait, mask, this yeah. is literally. A goosebumps
2: book, okay. So, yeah. season, of the, season of the witch was 80 82, um,
1: 82 because, um, I need this. There's a switch
2: in the kitchen, um, uh, eighty one was H2, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, 78 was Halloween um yeah, but okay right on, 82 nice. cool because 84 was halloween 4 Correct. Oh, fuck God damn i'm good um no i thought it's been in the best hands that it could be i feel like House had a lot of potential but now that you guys reminded me of unfriended and all that bullshit i completely <laughs> forgot that that was same studio I, yeah
1: but i also feel i thought that unfriended was terrible i'm sorry i
0: enjoyed it i thought it was a good i thought it was a good take it was i, I, good, I can't do cyber ghosts it was uh, a that's a good where i draw the line it was a good idea Cause think about it, this was yes. something that was new that came out right when Skype started uh, skyrocketing. This was when everyone started
1: using everything on their computer. Yeah, hang out with but I was mine. never the fan of like the Ghost in the machine type shit. I was never really a fan of that kind of stuff. Do you know what
2: that movie message gave to me? What? You know what that was? Don't go on Skype. No, it was don't because it was she bullies she. She unfriends that one girl, right? Is that what it it is? Basically,
1: it came out after the whole Amanda Todd thing happened, if if you remember that. So I was right.
2: Okay, so basically, to me, that's just like don't be. Don't cyber bully. Don't don't cyber bully the weird girl. And also, I was the weird girl, so I get it. Yeah. (laughs) But I just I can't hang with I, those. I don't
1: I don't do cyber ghosts because the whole like ghost in the machine type shit and like like the whole like pixelated demon thing. I'm like, okay, guys, this is a little too try hard for me. Like, because yeah. because Blumhouse does have some amazing horror films. Like, um, didn't they didn't
2: they do Sinister?
1: Uh, yes. Blumhouse
2: has both Sinister and I believe The Conjuring. But yeah, I was they've done I, some
1: fantastic things, but I do not trust them with. Anything that has to do with found footage because they butchered unfriendly. They're
2: they're going to come after me for this, but Conjuring 3 was very disappointing. First I never all, saw it. Blum, I saw the first one. Blumhouse did Get Out. Oh, really? yeah. So, yeah. okay. Oh, that's cool. right.
0: They did do Get Out. See, this so, is why I'm okay. saying. Okay, yeah. Here, here's the main, Jordan here, here's yeah. the main ones. They did Paranormal
1: Activity. Uh, the first one was really good. First yes. one? Get Out. First one was great. Get Out was great. Invisible Man, the new one. Never saw it.
2: Oh, Serge! You got to watch the visual Man. Okay. Fantastic
1: reviews. Okay, I, I tried watch watching
0: it. the first twenty minutes. I couldn't get into it. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 stick I'm, with it. Stick
1: with it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm like a, a, a Halloween monsters or Halloween monsters, uh, Hollywood monsters. Universal,
2: Universal monsters. Means- I'm,
1: I'm a Universal monsters like freak. So if like if they butcher those, I can't hang with that because like. <gasps> There, there was a Frankenstein remake that I forgot. It was, it was like 2010, and it was terrible. And I was like, I'm not watching any of these movies. Did you guys ever again. know
2: that Andy Warhol did like two different movies? Yes. Okay, so he did a rendition of Frankenstein yes. and Dracula. I did. And I honestly, did know about that. It's just 1960s softcore porn. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's why, I all like Andy it's, Warhol was. It's, I know. I was gonna it's say. No, it's no, but it's like, like, Yeah. But I watched these when I was like 12 or 13, because uh-huh. like that's when I finally got my my TV in my own room and my cable and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would like find movies and I'd be watching that kind of shit. And then I'd be like, I probably need to close my door now. Yeah. Um, and I found that I watched the, the Dracula one and uh, holy shit. Yeah, I was like, this is just Andy Warhol's Dracula.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. What What are the movies at Blumhouse do? Yeah. They did a lot. So, well, I mean, I know that ha- happy death day. Wasn't great. First, I didn't like the First purge. First part was a fantastic movie. Yeah,
2: I love the idea of the first. I I just think it's like everything else that they ran with it too long. I I would even argue
0: that the second one was very good, too. I like the second one more than the first one. Really? I, I like the idea of being on the streets. Yes. And seeing how it goes down.
1: Yes. I th- I think I think for me, I think it's two perspectives of the same thing, which is like why the second one was good too, is because the first one, because it was such a new concept and the fact that again it was an achievable thing that could be that could be done in the next twenty years is terrifying to me. Yeah. But the second one was also very good and there was a lot of genuinely stressful moments in there that were fantastic.
0: You know why I, I think you guys like the first one? Because the first one is reminiscent of old horror movies. Yes, and it's it also has
2: run. um Ethan Hawk, who I fucking loved in Citizen Hawk, yeah. yeah, Hawk. Ethan Hawk was, is my yeah. man. I love that dude. He's a great horror movie actor, but the newest one I have no hope for because I predicted this. I knew that they were gonna end up coming out with a movie that the purge is basically they nobody's gonna abide by the rules and they want the purge to take over twenty four like every all day yeah. every year and everything like that. And I two, knew that was coming, so and, I kinda and think and that they should
1: just end it after this. They they fell victim to the franchise. It happens to all great horror Always. films. It like like it happens. Like to, I don't know that. Yeah, but like it happens all great like like they, they fall victim to the franchise. That's why I'm I'm so glad that they stopped um that they that they stopped like they stopped remaking the Halloween films when they did is because they were like, let's just continue the original story. Let's keep, let's, let's kind of keep the same team who understand because.
2: Well, you know why that is, right? What do you mean? You know why that why they stopped. Um, Akkad wa- them? Yeah, Akkad wasn't, because uh, Mustafa yes. Akkad owns him. He wasn't yes. going to allow that anymore. Correct, I believe. Yeah. I remember hearing that when I went to Halloween yeah. Con because I did go when the movie came out and I went by myself to Halloween Con, met a lot of people, talked to a lot of bigger Halloween nerds than I knew. Yeah. And he was kind of like, well, they didn't want to continue going on with the franchise after what Rob Zombie did, so. Correct, yeah.
1: They stopped it after that. Yeah, and and, and I think that, that Halloween is, like, one of the only franchises that didn't fall victim to the nope. franchise. Nope. Scream did not fall victim to the Oh, scream. scream. yeah, sorry. My yeah. man, uh, Wes Craven. Shout, I take out that rest, back.
2: Rest, shout
0: out my ghost face man. Yeah. Rest,
2: rest in peace, Wes Craven. He was a genius. Correct, he, yeah. Uh, he gave honor to his predecessor, John Carpenter. Correct. And until he died, he made some of the greatest horror movies I have ever 100%. seen. 100%. He started with movies like fucking Last House on the Left, which is what I wanted to bring up with my Midsommar today because Last House on the Left was We'll we'll, we'll touch on that, yeah. yeah that was yeah. that was great. So him yeah. and all of his movies, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah, but fucking amazing. As
1: much as I love Friday the 13th, following the franchise, Texas Chainsaw Massacre probably the probably the best example of like the no, no, franchise. No, 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 no.
0: Chucky's the best example of falling. oh child's play yeah no not just child's play bride of Chucky cult of Chucky cult did, of Chucky okay she she of Chucky. hold on of Chucky. hold on
2: no back up how dare you <laughs> oh bride shit Bride of Chucky was good oh shit hey, hey. you don't fuck with Bride, hey, of, Ch- hey. bride of Chucky look at me in the eyes look
0: at me in the eyes that was an accident <laughs> I, what I really wanted to focus on was cult of Chucky cause that okay. was, yeah, no, that's fair I agree shit. but she's like you leave out of this I don't swear don't to god
1: fu- I'm
2: sorry. I love that woman I'm
0: sorry I'm talking shit about Bonnie from fucking Family Guy oh
2: fucking- shit I forgot is- she's Bonnie's voice oh <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yeah you did not just say that bro what, what was one of the Family Guy skits and, where and, they were and like and
1: suddenly uh, and suddenly Child's Play is no longer scary <laughs>
2: no, no do you remember what was that one skit that they were like now she sounds like this. She goes, I've always sounded like this. That's right. Oh that's God. right. I remember that. <laughs> No, my favorite
0: thing is Glenn's like, Joe, why does your wife sound like someone smacked her in the throat? That's
2: right. <laughs> She's I like, no, I've always sounded like that.
1: this. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, like I, I, I would say that with the exceptions of child's play, I would say that Texas Chainsaw are probably the most infamous example of flying victim of the franchise. Yeah. Because they, because how many, they've, they've retconned Leatherface's story like six times like it's yeah. it's like if you think about it the franchise has never gone past the first movie cuz they just keep remaking the first one
2: yeah because you have to think about it when you look at like because I, I recognize the big three as except for Except for TCM2. I, I I recognize the big three as Michael, Freddie, and Jason. Of course. But if you want to talk about the big four, it's definitely Leatherface attached to that.
1: It's because of the shock value, not because the actual quality. Because the first Texas Chance and Massacre, to me, is a masterpiece of a film. Everything after that is just like, it's just, it's, you're just redoing the same concept over and over and over again. But because the first one is so good, people still ride or die with that film.
2: Exactly. But
1: if you, if you listen to it, nobody ever talks about any of the films other than the first one because they're all dog shit. Yeah. They, they, they have great kills. They have great shots. They have great isolated uh, scenes in the film, but as movies, except for the first one, they're all terrible. Yeah. All of them. And Are you
0: down to come over this weekend? Because I've never seen the first Chainsaw. Oh my Absolutely. god!
1: It's 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 probably it's one of the most traumatizing films because the way that it's shot because it's 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 seventy slasher. Yeah,
2: but Just the slamming it, of the door.
1: The oh. slamming of the door, but also the the it was like it was the f- one of the very first films to ever feature any sort of like body horror with like you know people losing limbs and getting impaled on things and, like, you know, uh, the scene where Leatherface uh, smacks a dude with a hammer and knocks him out cold in the back of the head dude, and then then is pushed in the freezer
2: and just slams slams the the door. door. It's it's literally when... If you watch any other documentaries about horror and, like, iconic moments... Every documentary that I've seen is the fucking sit-up scene from Halloween. And where the door, and from the door sla- slam from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because it's so quick. The guy just walks in the door. He's like, hey, is anyone here? Blah, blah, blah. Turns around, gets his head smashed in. Dragged into the fucking keep meat my, locker. With, 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 with just, a meat
1: tenderizer. And then mind.
2: just... And that's the first time you see Leatherface. I, correct me if I'm wrong? Correct. That yeah. is the first time you see Leatherface. But that's... that's the, I completely yeah. agree with you because... You look at other series, like you look at Friday the 13th, for example. Also, fun
1: fact, sorry. The the first time that they saw Leatherface on camera was the first time the actors had ever seen the costume because they, they intentionally kept him out of the away from the actors so the reaction would be genuine. Oh, that's so, so, terrifying. So, so when you see the actors like, holy shit, and they freak out and the girl screams, that's all legit on film. That's legit. Yeah. Um, sorry, continue.
2: So when you look at Friday the 13th, they've really stood consistent with Jason's backstory. Correct. They, Except for the softcore porn remake of the very first one, which I thought was fucking ridiculous. Uh, I have to say, though. I loved it.
0: (laughs) I thought it was fucking great. I'm sorry. I (laughs) like the face you just gave you. (laughs) I like titties. Public announcement PSA say gabe like cities. Like the, the fuck, what do you want me to say?
2: I'm not denying that. Hey, that shit came Those out when nice. I
0: was that shit came out when I was like 14, dog. What do you expect? Yeah, I actually remember renting it with I'm my sure, friends I'm and sure I'm like Jason sure.
2: Okay. So oh my god, that's a great movie.
1: Tilting my glasses.
2: <laughs> Don't even get me started on Jason X. No, I literally have a Jason X shirt. We're not gonna get started on this right now, but
1: also Jason Goes to Hell, underrated movie.
2: Also underrated movie. Um you they stood pretty consistent um you kind of have to
1: respect Friday the 13th because they've gone so far to the point of satire and everyone's flying with it oh and yeah and you know
2: what the the most amazing thing is is like you watch Freddy go through the 80s cuz that's when it started and then you had like Friday the 13th at the uh, tail end of the 70s beginning of the 80s right next to Halloween and those two were constantly competing but you watch Freddy Friday the th- uh uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Freddy's just doing fucking anything he wants. Like, Everything. There's an dude. entire fucking documentary about how gay the second movie was because, Very like, gay. all of the gay content in and any windows yeah. and all that shit. Like... It just did whatever the fuck it wanted. Yeah. Like, we're going to do Dream Wario's. Hey, hey you, wh- tell, you
1: tell Wes Craven no.
2: No, literally. <laughs> no, that's the point. Who tells Wes Craven no? It's like telling John Carpenter no. You Correct. Can't, you can't do Assault on Precinct 13. I'm sorry. You can't do none of that. Yeah. Bro, um, I loved... The the
0: kills in Nightmare on Elm Street are so unique because mm-hmm. they're so fucking chaotic. The fucking, also, the
2: fucking puppet. The oh, yes. Pu- puppet?
0: Hey, oh my the, God! Remember the chick who had the fucking the ear, Im- the cochlear implant? Yes, he just rips it
1: the, out, the boy, dude. It
2: was the boy. I have Siri. I have sensitive ears, and that has always horrified me.
1: Do Do you? So, like, one of my favorite scenes ever is the silhouette of him dragging his claws on the pipes. Ooh, yes, that yeah. another another iconic horror film scene. Like one of the most iconic that and of course uh the blood room johnny depp's oh yeah johnny depp's oh, blood yeah. Room, yeah
2: oh yeah the but the original kill with the first girl though yes i i feel when you watch it now i feel bad for her because she was genuine like that's what i love about early horror movies is because like mm. now you see a lot of the the final girls or some yes. of the characters and you're like i want you to die yep i i, I do you shouldn't make it yep. out of this, but for some reason, I have a feeling you are going to make it out of yeah, this. Yeah, and,
1: and that's, that's the thing about the first Texas Chainsaw, too, is because those kids had no idea what they were getting into. No, and you feel no bad clue. for them. You feel terrible for them, especially like at the at like when, when I'm just going to call him Gunnar Hansen because Leatherface is kind of just, you know who he is, but when Gunnar Hansen was chasing her out of the farmhouse the first time yeah. and just grabs her and picks her up, and she's kicking this, and screaming. tiny, and skinny, 1970s
2: like girl
1: keep in Gunnar hansen is humongous or was rest in peace he's humongous so when he picks her up you're just like oh she's gonna die like oh this is it and then he puts her in the freezer like what
0: no i was gonna say continue continue i got another thing like another movie that i want to bring up oh
1: but no like like the fact that literally he just picks her up and drags her back in the house and it's like, and, and the fact that she sees all of her friends being butchered in the room, it's like, oh my God.
2: You know what? Texas Chainsaw got right before anybody else? Mm. The fucking size of their murderer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because, okay. Absolutely. So, here's my thing.
1: Because Le- Gunnar Hansen Castle, tear, towers ta- above Towers. Them.
2: Okay, so I believe he's the biggest one out of Nick Castle and Kane Hodges. I so, think,
1: oh, no, wait, you, you, in, in Halloween? Yeah. Or he, are, are we talking about Gunnar Hansen? Oh uh, Yeah,
2: I'm talking about the big three. Gunnar Hansen, uh, Nick Castle, and uh, Toby Hop. I th- um, think... Kane Hodder. I think... I think I want to Gunner. say
1: Gunnar's the tallest. I'm looking, I'm looking this up.
2: Look it up for me because um, you see the evolution of all of these killers, and they get more terrifying the more they get bigger, but there was something about like the original...
1: Jesus Christ, Gunnar Hansen was
2: 6'4". <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, so Gunnar Hansen does take the cake. Um... I always have my complaints about the remake of Halloween for Rob Zombie, and I will never love that film. But my thing was is Tyler Maine is a great fucking Michael Myers, a great fucking Michael yeah. Myers. Nick uh, Castle was extremely tall, but Kane, Kane, s- H-
1: Kane Hodder's six uh, two.
2: Okay, and once Kane Hodder took over the mantle for Jason, oh my god, his character was Nick much Castle's
1: more. Castle's five ten, so yeah, Gunner Hanson. Yeah,
2: powers. but that's what, and it what's you know what's funny? He always looks taller. They well, because the
1: camera angles. Because, camera angles. because Carpenter and then, was amazing. Um, the fact that
2: I believe his camera's a little higher.
1: Yes, but also the fact that, like, in I forgot what scene it is, but where they slightly angle the camera up at at Michael, I, I forgot, I oh, forgot what movie it is. Um,
2: it's when they're, it's when she's sitting there telling the kids to go yes, run. That's and right. And they start pointing and saying that he's coming up the stairs. That's right. And it's, right. Kinda, it's, and it's, it's angled view, up. Yes. It's in the view of the children. So you see him coming up and, and that's he, why he looks, looks massive. Tall. He yeah. looks tall as fuck. Yeah. Slender, but that's what was so horrifying is yes. he looks like the dude next door.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, remember when you were talking about like, you were just at a, like, uh, chainsaw massacre what uh leatherface comes out of nowhere grabs the girl and just takes her back inside the meatpacking area
1: picks no he doesn't he doesn't grab her he bear hugs her and picks her up and literally walks her back into the house her Uh, feet do not touch the ground hey don't breathe oh that's right oh my god yes remember that one yeah yeah yeah
0: she's hiding in the car he breaks open the window, drags her down the street by her hair. Yes, And just she's screaming, no one comes out. Yeah. It's, a deserted, it's a deserted area. And it's just that horror, the horrifying scene just above yes. watching him drag her yes. at least 20 feet before yes. they cut.
2: You know why I like that? There is an actual murder. Uh, and I watched it on a true crime thing on Hulu. It's that one show on Hulu for true crime where they kind of like reenact things and stuff and it's oh, like yes it's more like early 1950s 1960s yeah well this poor girl was murdered in the middle of like a new york suburb i forgive me if i'm wrong i forget where it's at but it's in a suburb where there's a lot of like tall buildings where people are living in and you can hear them from the street this poor girl gets fucking murdered and for some reason nobody called the cops Nobody saw anything. Nobody called the cops. She was screaming her fucking head off, dying, and nobody did anything. Yeah. And that's what's so horrifying is, you know, you could be out there screaming your head off and somebody's going to murder you and you're getting dragged into a house and nobody does anything.
0: Yeah. This is now a true crime broadca- podcast.
2: Don't hey, fuck I got it, yeah,
1: we'll 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 do a spinoff Sir, right Sir, now, bro. Serge
2: and I. We'll, that's just YouTube. Well, yeah. that's oh, one shit. that's one thing that we can actually probably just talk about one episode or Dude, something. Dude, I'm like that. I'm balls deep in my, and like I'm I'm gonna
1: uh Parcast is great because they have they have two podcasts I'm obsessed with. It's Serial killers and cults, so it's like say less, bro.
2: Surge say less. Serge and I are long last twins. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. this yeah. Was <laughs> a, This was originally gonna be a horror podcast. But we we're like, why we sh- why should we shoehorn ourselves into just horror? And Let's here we are nerds. talking about just horror. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we said, how that's long
0: that's have we been because recording, Serge?
2: I don't know.
1: Serge. Mm.
2: How long have we been recording? Uh
1: that's a good question. Well,
2: it's only because we wanted to nerd out on other things. <laughs>
1: um
2: Two hours and six minutes.
1: No, it's not two. It's not literally two hours.
2: Oh, so like an hour. It,
1: it's, like, it's like an hour, yeah.
2: Yeah. So out of that hour, we've spent
0: maybe forty-five minutes. Or we're just like, oh, do we'll you... do everything in nerd
1: dumb. Yeah. Shall
2: we? Shall I mean, we talk about the movie of our.
1: Yes. So the, we we were we all agreed upon the fact we were going to cover Midsummer in this podcast, and we're
2: just going the, right into the it. The
1: reason that we chose that movie specifically is because. It's, in in my opinion, and I'm I'm definitely going to uh, uh, just, com- just double down on this, it's one of the best horror films, if not the best, I've seen in the past like 10 years.
2: 100% agree, and I don't say that lightly. It's I'm just letting everyone know now, passive. it is hard to impress me more than it's hard to impress the boys. So you've got to come at me with something really interesting. And when I sat down and watched that for the first time when it was first coming out, Oh, my God. And I had to rewatch it recently because we talked about it for this. I caught so many things that I didn't catch before.
0: Dude, I saw it in theaters when it was first coming out. Yeah. Terrifying. It was even scarier in theaters because of just the ambiance of just darkness around you. But the only bright thing was the entire movie. Yeah. The movie's... Like, me and Serge talked about this a lot. Yes. The movie's the most terrifying, we think, because it's shot in broad daylight the entire time. Yeah. They make a point to say, hey, we're in, is it Sweden? Or- uh, Sweden. It's it's, it's Sweden. like it's
1: like Sweden, yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: "Yeah, she's, yeah they're going on a trip to they Sweden. They make a point
0: yeah. to say, hey, we're in Sweden. It's that time of year. It's a summer solstice, midsummer, where the sun is going to be out about 20 hours of the day. Correct. Like, that's what makes it even scarier because mm-hmm. the single dark scenes that they have they're not even as scary as the scenes that are in bright daylight. Yeah, cuz the saw- thing
1: too is sorry, is yeah. they use lack of music so well. Oh, oh yeah. I so love that well. shit. Again, spoiler for this whole movie. Do you remember the opening scene when they get to the Oh don't spoil it. Oh, then that's, that's go That's the whole podcast. Dude, we're we we're, we're, we're covering this this movie today. What? Put your headphones on. Um, so the opening scene when they get Oh my god! <laughs> I told her I'd watch it with her.
2: Back to Jordan Peele. You're lucky. At least she them, watches them with you. Garrick won't watch horror movies. With you. <laughs> okay, I Garrick have to, won't watch no, movies. Period. I, no, 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 no. He actually, we we actually watch a lot of movies together. I've exposed him to a lot of '90s movie culture, which uh-huh. I think he really appreciates because yes. he loved Cruel Intentions. Yes. And that's one way, of my he, favorite he, movies. He, he,
1: sh- he shit on the Warriors, and I was about to fight him. Oh, dude. I wanted was, to fight okay,
2: him. I watched it with him. He it on was the fucking Warriors. hilarious. You, gotta, you had to have grown up with the Warriors to A appreciate it. You had to have grown and up with I'll it. I honest, watched it with my parents. I
0: rewatched it with him. It's not as it doesn't hold up. It does yes, it not does, hold up. No, I'm going to fight
1: both of you. Hey, it does hold I'm up. I am
0: impartial here. It does not hold up. No, but I up.
2: agree with you. But I think it's just one of those things that because I think Serge and I go through this all the time because we're like, why the fuck didn't you like I mean, this? I'm, and we do I'm, this. I'm it's projecting. Always, it's I'm always projecting because
1: I love the game, so I'm just oh, projecting. The game was, oh, the game was, fucking was amazing. amazing. So I'm, I'm just projecting hey, here. The game was <laughs> twenty times
0: better than the movie. hundred percent. Yeah. Back in
1: the day, the movie was great. Great. But now. It's shit. But anyway, but back, back to midsummer. Yeah, I'm going to go to the restroom. Just continue. Okay. Um, there is a specific point in the very beginning of, the, uh, of when they get to the festival, when the, the first person that dies, when she jumps off of the cliff and there's no music and she just hits the ground. Yeah. Like, just the fact that they're just like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, this is totally normal. And they look up and they just see her jump and just hit the ground and shatters both of her legs and is just screaming and there's no music playing. And I'm like oh my god like th- i remember because because like i said the home was shot in broad daylight so the first time that i saw that it took me it was so jarring for me that i was like i i didn't know how to continue i'm like yeah what do i feel right and now
2: that, they they really like we brought it up earlier how much i yeah. love this kind of uh you know trick that they use in horror movies because it's so much more traumatic, but. They used it really well with Danny. 100%. They really did. I, Florence Pugh or whatever uh, is
1: that? I think uh, I think it's, it's Pugh,
2: but yeah, Pugh. Yeah. So Florence Pugh is my new favorite final girl. I I, I got to watch <laughs> so the. I'm only going to watch the Black Widow movie for her. <laughs> um, I think she's gorgeous, and yeah. I also think she's a great actress because how do you go from starring in the remake of Little Women?
1: Yeah. Just starring
2: in Midsommar and yeah. then get the Black Widow movie. Yeah. And then, you know, and that's also another thing having that entire movie in the light, but when Danny experiences the trauma that yes. she goes through in the beginning, everything's fucking dark and she's isolated Correct. and alone. Yeah. And and the boyfriend comes home after she finds out and she's just uh, fucking, J- Jack Rayner's character. Yeah, yes. She's he he's she's just fucking screaming. Yeah. Screaming and you're like that's exactly how yeah. you would expect to feel after your sister murders herself and your entire Correct. your parents. And 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 the
1: fact that uh, when 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 they did show her sister the like the scene where she was just sitting by the window with the mask on, yeah, terrifying.
2: Be- I because, that because was it comes so in out intricate. of nowhere. It was so, out of nowhere. It was so intricate, and you know what it actually reminded me of? Um, there's this uh, movie with a. Uh, It's a younger Kirsten Dunst, Josh Hartnett, a couple of other like younger 90s, early 2000s actors. I have to remember what year it came out. Um, and it's called The Virgin Suicides, and it's basically about these. Yeah. So about these daughters that there's like five of them. One that's tries, right. One, the first one tries to kill herself. So the youngest one tries to kill herself. She, she jumps out the window, right? Yeah, she jumps out the window, tries to kill herself. God damn, I haven't seen those movies in forever. And the parents, are I like, forgot about that. Yeah, that was a great movie. It's a great movie. Great soundtrack. Fantastic really, soundtrack. Really, really great um messages in the movie, and like really intricate meanings and stuff. Um, but basically the Chris, the parents are very Christian, very protective, and once the one girl tries to kill herself um, you know they're a little more protective of course Yeah, and you know they don't really allow them to go out with boys and stuff but Kirsten Dunst's character falls in love with Josh Hartnett's character because he had been chasing her she wasn't giving him the time of day Correct. blah 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 and then she finally does accept him and she sleeps with him and all those things. And then for him, it was the thrill of the chase. So he just leaves her on the football field after it happens. And it completely crushes her because she ends up getting in trouble and they lock down all the sisters. Mm-hmm. So spoiler alert, the sisters decide to fucking kill themselves. Yep. And one of them chose to, and I believe it's actually Kirsten Dunn's character. I forget which one it is, but Kirsten Dunn's character actually, you know, kills herself in the car from the, um, the, the exhaust. Yeah. Yeah. So that very I think my favorite scene
1: Was with the uh, the, When she says In the bathtub That scene The oversized shower Yeah and she's just
2: like Sinking herself Into the bathtub That was a
1: It's so poetic And it's such a dark scene But it's so beautifully shot that whole movie is just beautifully shot.
2: I, I like yeah. how the boys narrated it. The you know they were yep. they were you know they were girls but they were women to us and all these type do you, of things. Like, do you, do you, do you, like one of my favorite
1: scenes was um it was the morning after she, she she no sorry it was the night that she jumped out of the window like the way that they shot it like look, look, she was flying yeah and it was beautifully shot and then it just shows like the cop cars are there yeah and then the boys are just sitting there like like hands in their pockets like, like looking at the scene like damn that's crazy yeah it's and it's such like, a good scene it, yeah.
2: it it was a great movie you definitely have to watch that to I watch think it. you'd like She's that down. fantastic yeah. I mean, I mean, if we could find it, we could watch it this weekend. But it it reminded me of that reveal scene at the end when you see all the girls because it's it's so fucked up because you know Mm -hmm. um, these girls they had been locked down after what happened and her the the mother fucking burned all their records and shit and one of they all fucking just killed themselves and you see the car and everything and it just reminded me when I was watching Midsummer of that scene and it's just so fucked up but they did it. So perfectly, I can't mm-hmm. even imagine how else you would do something like that. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Oh, cool! cool, cool. I'm so down to watch it.
1: Yeah, but uh, but also too in that same opening scene where the the person jumps off the cliff, the hammer that just crushes oh, their head. Yeah, That's again, so intense. No music, and it's they're just like they and and when that happens. Um, uh, Florence Pugh's character starts freaking out, and then Will Poulter's like, "What the hell is? What are you doing?" Yeah. And I, I I don't remember if it was Will Poulter, William Jackson, um, who like are like running like, "No, you can't!" And then like basically like, "No, no, no, like, was, we, we have it to." Was,
0: it was the white guy because the black guy left already. Yeah, you,
1: yeah. No, 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 no. He didn't leave until uh, out after that because that's what made him leave. Oh no, yeah. Or well, that's what made no, him. It was the attempt to leave. He
0: left. Didn't I thought the black guy left after the woman jumped off.
2: Didn't he no. try to leave and then he got seduced back? Maybe, yes. Yeah. Yes,
1: because because he he does he gets killed in the in the all oh, spoiler it. Um he get he gets killed in the barn house because mm. remember the cult members wearing Will Poulter's face. Yeah. That yeah. was terrifying. Yeah.
2: That well, was traumatic. So I also, saw- I
1: I, have, I have to say this right now. I think the wicker man comparisons are 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 Do not do it justice because, yes, Wicker Man is a great movie. It's a great cult film. But Midsommar is just on a different level entirely.
2: I'm definitely going to go into that after whatever Gibby explains because I have the perfect explanation to why this movie is the way it is and what it is. Go for it, I was just
0: going to say that when I saw this, I have a friend. She goes to USC. She is a film major. Oh, that's awesome. She's directed... I, she's directed like her own movies and shit but she's that's like cool. that's her own thing like that's what she's doing she really focuses on that so she's a big director person we saw the movie during like after the jumping scene when yeah. they use the mallet on the man yeah it's quiet all you hear is him screaming and then splat she yeah. just she's sitting there she just leans over to me like that was fucking beautiful yeah like there's no way to recreate that Dude, you can never when you're recreate a film that.
2: nerd i i definitely wanted to be a director when I was younger because a carpenter, when you're a film nerd, especially when I was in film class and you see little clippets of things, yes, like that's why I like when- that's what i love about you know pages and all these things dedicated to certain things like marvel because they'll come up with like these really cool clips that are put together yes correct and with like the back like there's a video of star wars that i have saved that goes through all the trilogy and it just has these beautiful clips Mm -hmm. and the background to it is blue monday
1: i love that and
2: when you hear out to new order and when you hear like the little like clicks and like i don't know how to explain it but when you hear the like the little Stick, taps the, in blue, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah the little taps in blue monday when they're tapping it's the fucking sabers hitting each other yeah and it's just like going forth all these duels and like that's what oh, i love you so see good. clips like that and you're like ah oh, what, what does it for me
1: in that scene specifically is the lack of music that there's no sound design it's just what's happening and it feels so raw and so real and the fact that, like, all the teens are like, What? What are you doing? Like, like what's going on right here? And they're flipping out. And it's like, Holy shit, these people just, they just died. And this person just murdered somebody. And everyone's fine with this. And they're flipping their shit.
0: I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie was when they just take the hallucinogenic for the first time.
1: Oh my God. yeah. And they're yeah. sitting yes. on the
0: hill. Yes. And the, absolutely, the, yes. And the, ner- so- the nerdy guy's like, how it's, long has it been yeah and how then is he tells still the, sunny? he tells and, the other guy and in the background all you see is just uh just the background expanding and closing and the like guy, the entire time
2: the guy was like it's like 8:30 at night and he's like almost freaking out he goes no it's not no it's not and i'm, I'm like yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not is. 8:30 yeah no so okay so I loved this film and the reason why, back to Wes Craven and his creation of Last House on the Left, because what he did with that was created his own genre, subgenre of horror, and that's basically fucking female rape revenge film. Yeah. But this Midsommar film is basically a folk horror piece, but it's not what it seems. It's mimicking that rape revenge film type, and I love this... um, This writer, she's a copywriter and she's an author, Melanie Moyer. She she's Philly based. She did this whole entire article on Medium about how um, Danny's journey is basically like uh, the same formula of like a rape revenge film. Yeah, because because
1: Jack Reiner's character is is uh, it's like he's very like indifferent to her and doesn't like treat her very well and it's like very just like that's you know. I I I
2: also think that's why it was so important to make her tragedy because you can make a tragedy and be like okay her dad died and that's why it kind of looks like she's getting even more annoying and it justifies what he's doing yes but the reason why they made it so fucked up was probably for the simple reason to be like okay this dude's really fucked yeah like it's her sister murdered herself and her parents and you expect her to just be like okay you don't need to stay with her but like do something else than what, whatever you're doing, but Correct. She makes a really great point that this is definitely like Hills Have Eyes, like House Last yes. House and Left, because
1: wow, the Hills Have Eyes comparison. I do. I wasn't. Th- yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wow,
2: the three points of that type of film is like a woman is assaulted sexually, mentally, physically. Correct. She spends some time rehabilitating herself physically and emotionally, and then she exacts revenge. Correct. Now, what I love about Midsummer is that the revenge was so subtle that we didn't even fucking see it, but we
1: knew. At the- until the very end of the movie because
2: she doesn't even say anything she she gets asked would you like to sacrifice somebody else from the village or do you want it to be your um, boyfriend yeah your boyfriend and next thing we know it he's in a fucking bear costume and she's smiling yeah and that that's what i thought was so great she's
1: crying and then she's smiling smiling. that's the part
0: she smiles and then she starts laughing exactly i was
1: like oh shit and also, like the scene where she wins May Queen, where she's on those drugs, yeah, and he's um and he's with oh my god, what's her name? Um, he gets seduced the by sister, the sister, yes, uh, um, the guys
2: that he came with, the sister. Not, not. It
1: was her name, Maya.
2: I think her name was Maya. Something with the name
1: Yeah, it's something like that. But anyway, when um. When she finds them and then wins May Queen and you can kind of see that, like, that psychological shift in her character, like, oh, shit, hold on, something's not right here.
2: I love yeah. when actors and actresses can do that. Yes. I think the only other person that I really enjoy seeing that from is Amelia uh, Clark on Game of Thrones. Yes. The switch from, and you know this because you know how much I love this. I was waiting for it to be brought no, up. I'm surprised no, it took this long. No, 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 no. I just mean, as much as I hated the ending, the switch to madness. Madness. Mm-hmm. You can see it throughout the season because of the way that they did her makeup, but it's always been Amelia Clark's facial expressions. Because if you look back at the earlier seasons, when they say you could see the madness in her, that fucking like that, that little twitch when you know her handmaiden gets thrown off, but her head cut off by uh, Cersei and just throws her off the thing, and she's just like she does that twitch and then gets on her fucking dragon, doesn't eat for weeks, comes back, and burns the entire fucking thing down.
1: <laughs> uh, damn Maybe I should have watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> you should. Uh, okay. What else do we
0: want to say about Midsommar?
1: So other th- so th- a couple things, too, is the fact that they use suspense and without music so well, but also the way that they shot their scenes, especially the ones that are in Daily or have light in them. Like when they found, I think it was Dan in the farmhouse where he was in the Bloody Eagle with the flowers in his yeah. eyes yeah oh holy shit because i was like what is that? i was like who is that and then you realize what's going on you're like oh oh my god and also like the like, i i think i think like one of the craziest scenes was was when they they killed um william jackson's character and the dude was wearing uh will poulter's face oh that my god like, that's what, like dude what that's about like uh, house of a thousand corpses yes. reminiscence and i love that what yes. about
0: when they found homeboy's foot in the fucking garden
1: yes the foot oh my god I forgot about that yeah but also too like and again this goes back to my love of Texas Chainsaw Massacre one of the films I forgot which one it was where Leatherface is wearing her uh her friend's freshly skinned face oh yeah oh dude yeah that's like again one of the freaking craziest movies like craziest scenes ever and like this goes back to my to my love and hate for body horror. I hate it because it's so freaking creepy, but I love it because it's so creepy. Yeah. Like cuz anything that's with body horror, if it's done right, it's the it's the worst shit ever
2: in a good way. I it's will terrifying. Give, I will give Rob Zombie this. He is amazing at making a Rob Zombie film. Correct. Just don't ever touch Halloween again. <laughs> I swear to fucking God. I will literally go to film school just to fucking
1: remake it. Yeah, he, I, he, I'm tired he, he of it. He wanted to make a second one. They're like, no, dude, you can't make a second one.
2: Like, <laughs> no. And then they let him. And then yeah. they let him. And, yeah. then, and then it was some bullshit. I can't. E- you know, I try to expose my boyfriend to horror movies. And I try to make it as subtle as possible. So they're not terribly frightening. But. He's he likes the original Halloween, loves the original Halloween too. Um but we sat down through about 20 30 minutes of the remake of Halloween.
1: Can't finish it. He turned it off. It's unwatchable.
2: I had never it's seen him be more traditionalist about Halloween than that day. <laughs>
1: yeah. But but yeah, like but just also the fact that like, you know, the whole the whole way that they shot Midsummer and because it's so subtle cuz like Personally, I I wasn't I was and wasn't a fan of Hereditary. I loved it. I didn't like Hereditary. I, I never I, saw it. I, I okay, watch it, but just be mindful that it is intense. It's insane. Cause the reason that I, I, I'm not a fan is because they they a lot of it was a little too artsy, but the one thing that they did portray probably the best out of any film that I've seen in the past couple of years is despair and angst and anguish.
2: Yeah, Toni Collette did a great oh fucking job God. as the mom. I love her. She was in, I watched a show with her that she was starring in the United States of Tarot where a tarot, where she did, pers- she had a multiple personality disorder, yes. dissociative disorder, and the fucking flip that, I swear to God, you could have sworn that she had it to herself.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the same thing with, with Split, too. That was also very good. Oh, yeah. he... Very, very good. James
2: McAvoy. Yeah. But uh um, but in, in
1: Hereditary, the way that she deals with loss is so, like... Because she's, like, not bipolar, but she has, like, some stuff going on where she literally... Everything that happens just slowly... You can see her slowly losing her mind and just going crazy. And towards the end of the film, she begins to dissociate with reality because she's so overcome with grief and despair. And again, uh props to them for for using lack of music because there's one scene particularly where she um I think it's when the dude catches fire in the living room and burns to death. Yeah, I think. When she watches it she, happen in front of her and she's just screaming. Like like the look like she has like just the, like this empty look in her eyes where all she can do is just scream and it's like it's crazy.
2: And What I loved about it as well, as much as like I didn't like it personally, it's not my type. I thought the ending was great.
1: Ending was great. Ending Ending was was great. great. Um, But but great in the fact of like great in the way that that it was shot, but the fact that it was like a demon cult, I'm like, okay,
2: man. Yeah, that's what. All right, but when you have to act and shot
1: shot and wrote beautifully, ending ruined it. Yeah,
2: and when you have to act out being grief-stricken over the loss of a child. Yeah. And to have that fleshed out in a movie like that.
1: It's un- its intense. It's a because lot. Because
2: I guarantee you that there's people out there that have probably had one kid taking care of their other kids. Yes. Something happens, yes. accident happens, the yes. other kid dies, kid drowns or something. And the fact that and she they, becomes
1: addicted to therapy, exactly. Crazy.
2: And then, like, the parent completely checks out, doesn't yep. care for the other kid, blames the other kid, and Correct. it's this cycle of grief. But you see it so well portrayed in the movie. I just, it's just not my kind of
1: horror movie. Also, the f- the fact that they showed her corpse afterwards was probably the most disturbing the part of was the... Ho- the head? Was it the head? The head, yeah. but also the body in the back seat.
2: Oh, yeah, it was the
1: body in the back seat. Like that, and the fact that when when the mother was driving and she would see her in the rearview mirror and then she almost crashed the car, like those kinds of scenes made me love the way that it was shot and the way that it was written, but there was just so many nuances that I didn't care for to where I would not ever recommend that movie because unless you are like... Mentally and emotionally fortified against that kind of grief and despair and that like overwhelming fear of just depressing energy, it's a very hard movie to get through because yeah. it's so it's so like
2: it was very psychologically very psychologically
1: fucking. yeah it, it's 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 a it, it's a very draining movie to watch. However, if you do want to be moved in a way that you can never understand unless having a kid. I would recommend that movie. I think. But, I think I, but the thing is, I had to watch it two or three times to actually fully understand yeah. the full scope of it. And to me personally, if you can't watch a movie on the first time and understand what's really going on, there needs to be some work done. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, but that's just me. Again, controversial. That's just a personal thing of mine. But I think that if you're not understanding, like, you have to watch the movie a few times to understand what's going on, then maybe don't shoot it that way yeah but but i have to say that her that midsommar was that it, it basically Midsomar was everything that hereditary was not
2: exactly i completely agree with you it was a gorgeous movie gorgeous uh, it it was shot so well that correct i noticed things that i didn't notice before that when i noticed them i was extremely happy because it's so subtle that i didn't notice it before but somehow yet so obvious mm-hmm the transition where the camera turns upside down when they're going into the yeah. the, the Midsummer place, mm-hmm. it was so subtle. Yep, that I was kind of like, you don't think about it the first time around. And you're like, oh, yes. okay, and then you watch the entire movie again, which I watched it recently, and I was like. Oh, you sly (laughs) motherfucker! It was subtle enough that I didn't catch it. Yeah. Now I see it, and it's kind of like that thing. It's kind of like Jordan Peele's like upside down version. We're going into the upside down. Yep. We're going into. We're entering into another realm. You're fucked. Yeah.
1: And like, like another thing too that like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, the difference between understanding on the first watch and developing the understanding on a second watch is different because exactly. because if if on if on like for example if you have to watch a movie multiple times to understand it then maybe it's not well written but if you ha- but if you watch a movie another time and you f- develop your already formed understanding... And you
2: catch things that you didn't catch, catch things, before.
1: That makes the difference between a, an okay movie and a fantastic movie. Like,
2: you know, you want to know why truly these superhero movies that are like eight fucking films deep and all of these um, other movies like Harry Potter and stuff, why mm-hmm. they don't get as much shit as all of those other movies mm-hmm. is because... It has rewatch value. Yes, you don't want to sit there and watch all of the fucking Halloweens or all of the Friday the Thirteenth or all of the G- uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre because there's not rewatch. Especially not
1: those. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's not there's not rewatch value in all of them. Correct,
0: and especially because these superhero movies, they're continuations. Like they're telling a long-form story exactly. correct like even
2: oh sorry no
0: i was gonna say this is where i come in with anime <laughs> <laughs> <Because> <laughs> anime is
2: the made, summer continues yes
0: it's made to be rewatchable like just because there's so many things you can do what they do with the story they foreshadow like i'm a one piece fan exactly one oh, piece is over a thousand shit. chapters long
2: here we go
1: hey fuck you you gotta hey, talk about carpenter hey, for hey. how fucking long I, I also am a one piece fan i'm sorry i have to i have to oh, side fuck. with gibby really yeah i like one piece sorry
2: so it's just search. Like, how do you have enough attention attention span <laughs> to even watch that? Oh,
1: I didn't. I didn't say kept up with it. I just am a fan of the series.
0: He stopped at an okay point. It's yeah. Like, what what part did
2: you stop at? What arc?
1: I don't even remember.
0: How many arcs are there? Like a I thousand. don't think you even hey, know. How many fucking Halloween movies are
1: there? Like nine. S- nine. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> to, to, to be to be fair it's it's a much easier task to watch all the halloween as opposed to watch all of one piece well that's, is. That's what that is that, that is a lifelong let, commitment. let
0: me get back to my point yes it's just the whole idea of being able to re-watch and just the continuation value because you'll see things like you'll learn a new part about a new arc or like a new superpower exactly or like a new character
1: like one piece same with naruto yeah
0: same with naruto one piece they introduce sanji yeah, and like oh, in like the third arc, yeah, you see him in the manga. It's like chapter uh, sixty. You didn't get his story until about a year ago yeah. in the manga. Like he, it's just it's insane because that's over. Have, in, it's
1: it's been airing for like fifteen years. <laughs>
0: no, yeah. the show's been on since two thousand, oh, sh- like twenty so years, twenty one oh, years. The, the manga started in ninety nine.
1: That's
2: insane. But that's what I love about it is because I can't tell you how many times like my family and I, we will watch Harry Potter to like relax and fall asleep and chill and all that. And like we all have it recorded and DVDs and all that shit because my mom will sit, my mom and I will sit there and rewatch all of it and we'll be like, holy shit, I didn't notice that before. Did you notice that and like even Garrick and I were just recently watching it and we were introducing Sergio to some of Harry Potter and like one thing I didn't even take into accountability was the fact that Harry's family treated him like shit because he's a horcrux and horcrux radiate terrible energy Yeah, just like when Ron had the locket on his neck and he acted like a complete asshole. That's exactly why the Dudleys treated him the way that he did, and that was one huge theory that I believe I could be wrong was confirmed by J.K. Rowling. Because yeah. um,
0: when you first watch it, you're just like, "How did McGonagall and Dumbledore? Like, how are they okay with this? How are they okay with them abusing him?" And then you realize, "Oh, it's not their fault.
2: It's not. This and, is and subconscious." That's always, like, that's always the biggest argument: is why didn't they? Why didn't they do this? Why didn't Sirius step in more? And it's like Dumbledore knew, just like with everything else. Dumbledore was slowly trying to figure out what the connection was between Harry and Voldemort. He was completely ignorant, which is why he did what he did through a lot of the movies. But he knew that Harry was always the key. It was just... How do I abuse the key? How do I protect the key? I can only do so much for the key because no matter what, he's still... And everybody had suspected that they couldn't confirm if he was a Horcrux or not until the very end. And that's when Dumbledore comes to him and says, you have to die. So, you know, it's having to navigate through that. But you don't fucking even register that, that he was like that because... You know, maybe that's also a reason why people treated him like shit at school too. Like the way that they picked on him and everything. But you don't really see that from the characters that are around him during school. So that was my only thing that disproves that theory.
0: Oh, I just thought of another one that's great rewatch value. And that actually gives you a lot of story for it. Rick and Morty.
1: Oh, that's true. Rick and and
2: Morty is an emotional fucking roller coaster. (laughs) And I will die on that hill. Dude,
0: rewatching it. Like even it's four seasons 10 episodes each those 40 episodes so much is
2: packed inside of them i feel like that also with venture brothers venture brothers is one of dude. my favorite sh- shows ever my, dude you're so, taking me
1: back okay, right okay so now.
2: my first experience with venture brothers my dad used to watch it and he um exposed me and my brother to it shout out to my dad for all the nerdy great stuff that he showed me Um and I (laughs) say shout out (laughs) to Dad
1: for this podcast.
2: I fucking love that entire show. I love Dr. Girlfriend and her deep ass voice. I will forever love that character. But when you go back and watch Especially because the show's coming to an end. I believe it just got, like, they're doing their last season and everything finally after all this time. Yeah, Venture Bros is, is doing uh, uh, a- uh, last season, yeah. which kind of breaks my heart, but I get it. My dad and he, dad, we talked about this, and he was like, yeah, no, if they keep going, it's just going to end up ruining it. Correct. But you watch that, and you go back, and you're like, huh, there's a lot of things that I didn't catch before. There are a lot of things that I really liked. I, I feel that same way with Rick and Morty, too. Like mm-hmm. A lot of rewatch value. Have yeah. you guys
1: seen the newest episode? Mm-mm.
2: No, I've been waiting. I've been it waiting it, to they put it, it on YouTube. It's, it's, it's oh, the shit. one with... Uh,
1: with uh, Mr. Uh, Nimbus? No, with uh, Eric Andre? No. Oh, oh, yeah, it is. He yeah, is. Eric Andre's he, in the movie. He there. plays the
0: villain for the first episode. It's on YouTube. It's free. Fucking yeah, hilarious. I'll, I'll watch it. You guys need to watch it. We're, I want to talk about this next week because sure. by next week, another episode would have come out. It's fucking great.
2: Fucking, I was trying to post my clip for Apex, the one that I had posted on my Twitter... And that fucking get swifty clip came out, and I was like, Schwifty, to, all Schwifty. I did, I, I, put off the, I, put I put the I put the fucking TikTok,
0: shit on the floor.
2: I put, the, I put, I because I edit my shit with TikTok, so I put it on TikTok, and then that was like a suggested one to line up with my thing. So I just put on it, and it was so perfectly aligned. Like I'm just, I'm just going in, and he's talking. He's like, "Fuck you! Every piece of your existence was pathetic. There's only about six good memories that were good, and all it is in the beginning of the clip is just me running, really loading my gun, taking one dude out, and then it's just more, it's just Rick screaming, so I'm literally standing there, I'm like, fuck, go back, protecting the guy that was down next to me, Rick, Rick is literally screaming, and then go out, kill another dude, come back in, and then it's just like, he, I killed the last dude, and he's like, oh god, we almost died, and I'm just walking up to revive the other dude, it's, it's, it was it's, so it's,
1: it's, it's a It's a very Rick Sanchez moment. It was so perfect. You know would have been perfect
0: if, like, during the reloading, if you just got a sound bite that was just, show me what you got
2: no, and you know what's even funnier? You, you know what's even funnier? That entire energy, because Rick is just so pissed in the clip, and as, as I'm trying to fight off an entire team, because I beat this entire team while my other fucking teammates on the other side, I'm protecting the idiot that's down already. <laughs> I had a havoc with no attachments, that's hilarious. and I'm just like... This is just that meme with the cat where it's like, no one fucking helps me in this house. Yeah.
0: Ooh, that would be a great podcast title for someone trying to defend their shitty idea. No one helps me in this house. No <laughs> protect <laughs> the idiot.
1: Protect, protect the, the idiot. Where
0: you're yeah. trying to defend a really good idea.
1: I think I think that's, that's gonna be like half of this podcast, just so you know. I'm just letting the idiot, everyone
2: yeah. know there each one of us have our own th- there's one theory that we hold on to for dear fucking life. Yep. And there's probably more, but I'm just there's saying. There's for sure there's, more. Let's be real. There's always one with each and every one of us. Like he'll die. Like Gibby will die on a hill about fucking One Piece. And I will. I, yeah. I, I don't get it.
0: I don't get Halloween. It's okay. It's
1: it's it's <laughs> it's because. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That was a stupid thing to say. Hold on. You you have to watch it in context to understand the we entire We interrupt I, you for I, <laughs>
2: a quick break because I need to kill my co-host. Um, <laughs>
1: <Hey. laughs> Don't you, you fucking mute me. Um, but no, I was going to say as well, like, just one more thing on Rick and Morty before we wrap. Yes, please. I t- t- Personally, I think that Aberdolph Linkler is one of the greatest bits ever written by anybody ever.
0: Mine is the <laughs> clock guy. Oh uh, yeah, Cogmaster. Yeah. He's yeah. so stupid.
2: But you, I f- what you just reminded me of? What? Do you remember that clip from The whitest kid you know the fucking Abraham Lincoln skit?
1: Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> but honestly, I think that Adolf Linkler, like th- that, to me is one of the greatest bits ever written by any any writer that's ever been on television.
0: I just love the "Am I good or am I evil?" What am I? Don't I, I? Know? <laughs> what am I?
1: <laughs> When
0: he saves her at the end, she's just like, I guess Aberdolf Linkler was good after all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh, no. And then,
1: do you remember when, um, when, uh, she, I forgot the name of the wife, where she makes that, that Ernest Hemingway joke? Which one? Oh, Oh, um... my God. When they're, basically, they're fighting zombies, and, uh. And ba- and it, like it, it was it was a blowjob joke and it was it, but it was so like
2: hold on I need executed. to find this now
1: it was executed so perfectly where, where basically it was like well if I'm so and so then uh, no it, well if you're so you can call me Ernest Hemingway because I'll, I'll explain it after the podcast but look up the joke if you get it you get it if you don't you don't but yeah uh, do you want to is there anything else you wanted to cover in this episode I think
0: we should call it there because we've been going for like an hour and a half
1: hour and forty five minutes oh fuck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we
1: All should right. call it there. On that
0: note. <laughs> oh, I
2: found it. You did? It will, we'll said, play it. Yeah. He said, like Jerry, I didn't understand Beth, uh, Beth's reference to Ernest Hemingway, so I did a little digging, so I found that Ernest Hemingway killed himself by shooting himself in the mouth with a shotgun so you could put the pieces together. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I he had a shotgun. He's like, you can call me uh, like the shotgun. Yeah. And he's like, well, you can call me Ernest, Ernest Hemingway.
2: Hemingway? <laughs> didn't know he shot
1: himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why it's a fantastic, and fantastic that, joke.
2: Good night, everyone. That is how we end the first podcast of our show.
1: You can follow me and Gabe on uh, our main podcast, Strawberry Death Machine.
0: Yes. Uh, okay. What else do you want to plug? Do you want to plug everything? Yeah, just one? plug everything. Okay. Uh, TikTok Strawberry Death Machine. We post a lot of our clips from T- our podcast. Uh, TikTok SDM podcast. TikTok SDM podcast. Sorry, it's his first day
1: here. Oh
0: whatever! I cover the gaming.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm lazy, so if you want to find me, if you just go to S D M Garrick's page, I'm I'm his girlfriend. Yeah, so Garrett just
1: underscore F, and you can just find yeah, her. Yeah, he, 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 She's in every other picture.
2: Basically, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> at Satsuki Kiriyuni, but I couldn't put the two other letters at the end of the name because somebody else took Satsuki Kiriuni, So yeah. Uh, unplug you um, your you Twitch. Can... Uh yeah, uh, same same at Satsuki Kiriuni, but not the two last letters. <laughs>
0: So on Twitch we have Strawberry Death Machine Gaming where we stream games. It's mostly me along with some of our other SDM friends, Takewin, and some of my other personal friends. We Twitch. have for
1: its last Strawberry Death Machine. Yes,
0: yeah. we also have Strawberry Death Machine Gaming on YouTube, which Surge, streamed, uh, Surge streams from. He is the owner of that one, and then we just play games on like consoles, try to have some fun. You know, it's the whole gang as opposed to just me online.
1: Correct. So I going
2: to hop on there with Apex one day. Yeah,
1: for we- sure. All On right. that note, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week for another episode of Nerding Out. Thank you for listening.
2: Bye, guys. Bye.